Welcome to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew, for your Hot Seat Edition Wednesday. This week, we're going to go back and have some introspection, but more specifically, the conservative media and organizations. This is going to be directed towards you. So, with that said, as usual, I have some thoughts I need to share out loud, but before we do, we'll be back after this short break. Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew. And considering the cowards in the conservative media and organizations, I have some thoughts I need to share out loud. All right, because this episode comes from a place of frustration, but this is not towards the average person or voter. The Senate recently passed a $1.5 trillion package for Joe Biden to sign with only $13.6 billion in aid for the Ukrainian people. That is, of course, if we can trust their government to use that money for the Ukrainian citizens. Now, the criticism for both the liberal and conservative media has been minimal if it's even there. The criticisms are towards Congress members who voted nay on this bloated package. This is expected, of course, if you went to the left-wing media, but the conservative media? The same people who've questioned the narrative and integrity of the left for years have been lockstep with the legacy media since the invasion of Ukraine. But this isn't the first time they've done this either. First time they've cowered. The election of 2020. Remember that? The good times? Yeah, that's right. When Donald Trump was alleging criminal voter fraud that could potentially change the outcome of the election. The conservative media bent at that time. The conservative organizations became quiet. Newsmax, for a time, investigated the matter. However, as soon as Dominion filed a lawsuit, they too decided to follow the narrative. Remember my pillow guy who was dropped from major stores? Was one of the few voices who continued to press the issue, despite the lawsuits coming in from Dominion. Many people in the conservative circle, again, media organizations, at the time were either dismissive of his claims or attacked his integrity. Very few were out there defending him, or at least his freedom of speech. Regardless, he was left to dry. Now there is universal sympathy after the fact for the My Pillow guy. The fast forward to January 6, 2021. The response from the conservative circle was in a lockstep with the left-wing media. There wasn't a single out outlet or public figure at the time who questioned the narrative that this was a riot. In fact, many called for the prosecution what took place. The shock and horror was practically universal on their level, in their bubble, but when you asked the average person, they would have responded with more amusement. But the average person thinking this way became a threat to democracy, and now we have regular folks whose lives don't revolve around politics who must be careful what they say about the election. And the ones who were in the Capitol that day, many are in jail. Since that happened, again, conservatives suddenly care now. After the fact, conservatives also seem to care about Joe Biden's performance. The same ones who cowered during the election cycle when it came to questioning the results. The conservatives will lash out at times towards people who voted for Joe Biden. Whether it, was Af- whether it was the Afghanistan withdrawal, the open borders down at the southern border, 
America's standing with the world, stagflation, that's right, we're at stagflation now, energy policies, or Russia invading Ukraine, you'll see many conservatives blame Biden voters. Everyone who voted for Biden, this is your burden. There's some truth to this. I agree that people didn't quite understand who and what they were voting for when they voted for Joe Biden. And his voters were very reluctant to investigate the integrity of the election results. Yet, in case someone in this audience, my listeners, hasn't picked up my hints, those conservatives are just as guilty, if not more. Conservative media and organizations had a chance to press the corruption of Joe Biden before the election of 2020 when Trump had that phone call with Zelensky. Conservatives back in November of 2020 had the chance to press the gas pedal on these crooks when it came time to certify the compromised election results. They even had, and still have, a chance to investigate the election audits that indicate criminal activity took place during the 2020 election cycle, potentially one that could change an outcome. But I digress. Conservatives had a chance to hold the Biden administration's lie accountable with the abandonment of nine to 15,000 American citizens in Afghanistan. Conservatives had the chance to challenge the narrative Russian aggression is the only logical explanation as to why they invaded Ukraine. Conservatives had an opportunity to challenge the notion that this was about defending democracy. Conservatives had an opportunity to pivot back to domestic manners, manners which most Americans are prioritizing over Russia and Ukraine. Conservatives had many opportunities, many, to choose the American voter and the truth. However, they decide to sweep Ukraine's and Biden's corruption, the election results, election audit results, Russia's security concerns, and domestic issues under the rug. No, instead they fell right in line when push came to shove. Now, because of their cowardice, there's a chance American lives will be sent to a preventable world war. These conservatives plan to be on the voter side. Some may be upset with me for saying this, but I won't shut up. I may vote right, as I'll never in my lifetime vote Democrat unless they have a come to Jesus moment. Yet I will not be subjugated by groupthink. This is an observation. A pattern that must be pointed out to the conservative voter base. Listen, you don't have to trust these organizations or media just because they claim conservatism. Clearly, clearly those values and principles are only applicable when it's convenient for them. And some of you listening to this perhaps are willing to give them benefit of the doubt, which is your prerogative. That said... The problems that will arise with this $1.5 trillion spending package are not on Biden voters. The problems that the American citizen has become frustrated with since the inauguration of Joe Biden aren't on Biden voters. The jailing of American citizens from a glorified frat party on January 6th isn't on Biden voters, nor even Trump. For everything that has angered the American heart, the conservative media and organizations bear just as much of the responsibility. The only time they seem to care about our concerns is after the fact. Yes, 
to you conservatives, media, and organizations, the problems we're seeing now and that are to come from this, this is your burden too. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break. And now to sponsor myself, me, that's right, I have absolutely no money to be made off this, just getting the word out. Now, if you've ever wondered where I get my Thinking Out Loud monologues from, well, I'm glad you asked, because they're just my articles from a Substack newsletters. Just type in the URL at kenjin296.substack.com, rp kenjin296.substack.com, spell the word engine, put the letter K in front of the word engine, then you get kenjin, one word, 296.substack.com. Then you can follow me on Instagram, Getter, TikTok, and soon, Truth Social at Kenjin underscore Express. I repeat, Kenjin underscore Express. Then last but not least, you can follow me on Facebook. Type in Taboo Topic in the search bar. Look for the logo that says Honesty Equals Understanding. There's two episodes a week. I have a hot seat edition where I scrutinize an opinion or story, popular or unpopular. Do my research so to provoke thought. Remember... That also comes with an article on Substack, so don't forget about that, on Wednesdays. Then on Friday, we go over current events, where I pick two to four stories I found interesting, and hopefully you do as well. Possibly more if I have a guest, then there's a good conversation so we can cover as many bases as possible, so you, the audience, have less holes to fill in understanding the truth. That's two episodes a week, guaranteed, which you can listen to this show on any platform from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more. To stay up to date and tune in. Don't forget to leave a review either. If it's less than a five star, let me know so I can better serve you. Here on this show, we dare to think out loud and question the narrative. Free speech triumphs your safe space because in order for us to think, we have to risk being offensive. If we want to have true peace in our society, we have to be able to be honest with each other. If we can be honest with each other, then we'll have a true understanding that will lead to real peace. Amen? All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Tapu Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew. And let me ask you this, folks. What did you think about my monologue? Did you enjoy it? Was it thought-provoking? Was it thought-provoking, but you hated what I had to say? Let me know through the social media platforms I mentioned. And as usual, you can find the monologue on my Substack newsletter. Kenjin296.com. So I want to go ahead and ask my audience this right off the bat. How many have bought into the narrative from these conservatives? Which actually, let me backtrack a little bit real quick. When I talk about conservatives from now on, because I want to keep saying this because there's a lot to say. All right. From now on, when I mention conservatives, I'm just referring to the media in their organizations, unless I specify otherwise. So let's get that out of the way so I don't have to keep repeating myself and I have to keep repeating conservative media and organizations because that's a lot to say. It takes a lot of my breath away. <laughs> All right. So uh, for you regular folks out there who listen to these conservatives, uh, how many of y'all actually are starting to buy into the narrative that Biden voters bear the responsibility of what's transpiring in America today. Now, I'm being serious. How many have actually bought into it now? I'm not talking about 
making fun or picking on Biden voters because I do that too. All right, the humor's not lost on me. You've heard me on the show multiple times. I make fun of Biden voters. Even like a few weeks ago when I had Nikki from Red Girl in the Blue World come over on the sh- to the show, I was making fun of Biden voters and saying, hey, Trump, you want to come back in office? You know, maybe, maybe we didn't, uh, maybe we didn't, we shouldn't have kicked you out or we judged you too soon kind of deal, right? I'd make fun of Biden voters. It's no big deal. And I'm okay with people making fun of me for the fact I voted for Trump twice. I don't care. The humor is not lost. But it's another thing, though, when you start to genuinely believe that they're responsible and say things such as what happened in Afghanistan, the blood that was spilled over there, this is on you. Or the gas prices that are going up, this is on you. And you genuinely believe that. Without taking a step back and think about the things I mentioned in the monologue, it becomes an unhealthy sentiment. It's the same kind of sentiment that we got frustrated with on our end when Trump was in office, when the left was talking about us, the Trump voters. Now, granted, what they were complaining about were completely different reasons than what we're complaining about. Theirs was more socially based, I want to say, versus our frustrations comes from policymaking. The policies that are being installed right now that the Biden administration has implemented, which has had direct impact in the average regular person's life, both male, female, across the ethnic spectrum, everyone is feeling it right now. Everybody. It's human nature when whenever we get hurt, because it does hurt us. And no, you care because if you wouldn't care, you wouldn't have be you wouldn't be looking for a reason to be upset or point a finger somewhere. But whenever we're hurt, whether it's through our finances or just the state of the world, maybe just hurts you emotionally, mentally, because you have this such pride for our country in America, in our heritage. Whenever someone's hurt, though, our tendency is to point a finger somewhere. Now, for us regular folks in the conservative base, the voter base anyway, we're certainly most likely not going to listen to what the left-wing media has to say. So we're going to listen to the right-wing media more likely, right? Those are the people we're going to rely on to tell us the truth. To give us the facts. Unfortunately, though, sometimes these conservative outlets, right? These conservatives, back to the media and organizations, These conservatives will start portraying the same kind of mentality and behavior for different reasons, but same behavior that was put on Trump voters during Trump's years in office. And what does that do, guys? Let me ask you that. What do you think that does? When you start to believe these things and you get told over and over and over again 
repeatedly that these are the problems we're experiencing right now. The fact that Joe Biden's in power is the result of people voting for Joe Biden. If you start getting told that repeatedly, you're going to start to believe it. And when you start believing it, guess what happens? Then you're going to have a true sentiment against people who voted for Biden. In the same manner that we wouldn't want that to happen to us. Again, I voted for Donald Trump twice, repeatedly. No shame. And if he ran again and became the primary ticket, I would vote for him in a heartbeat. And I say prime primary ticket because I don't know what the Republican primary is going to look like. <laughs> All right, if there's going to be better, a candidate that I may actually be more inclined to vote for, because I have my own ideas what the Republican ticket should look like. But if he ends up being the primary ticket and my voice loses, then hey, I'm all for ear. I'm all, I'm, I'm all about it now. All right. When I was younger, I was a lot more reluctant to get on board on the Trump train. But now I'm on board with the Trump train. And so I wouldn't be upset if he became the primary ticket. But with that said, though, you have to realize that this sentiment is unhealthy. It's the same sentiment the voter base on the left have created towards us. And you know what that does? It stigmatizes us. And when you know there's a stigma that exists, it creates a divide among the people. It makes it harder for us to have conversations with each other. It makes it harder for us to have dialogue. Because in order for us to find the truth and to make sure these people are held accountable, we have to be talking to each other. And maybe these conservatives, maybe they have genuine intentions and maybe they genuine believe and they don't realize the mistakes they've done. But you have to realize that these are mistakes that they have done that have led us to this point. You can't completely blame one party or one group of people for the problems we're having right now. And like I said, there's some truth to it. I, re I recognize that. I understand that perspective. But remember the allegations of voter fraud? There were a lot of allegations. And some now, we don't know how much, but we know this much about Wisconsin, for example, Arizona. That we at least have roughly 20% whose votes were counted that shouldn't have been counted. And 17,000 votes that were counted in Arizona, that shouldn't have been counted. So the premise of people in conservative circles saying this is on Biden voters, you would have to be under the assumption that there was nothing dishonest that occurred in November of 2020. And here's the thing. As I mentioned, they still haven't talked about the results of those audits yet. And there's other audits I can mention, but I don't, I don't have anything in front of me right now to go through every single audit, and that's not the point of the episode either. The point of the episode is to provoke thought and make people realize that what's happening with the voter base and the conservatives, it's the same strategy that occurred on the left end of the spectrum. 
for CNN, NBC, any left-wing media or, or organizations that were targeted to the voters. They convinced a lot of them to stigmatize people like myself who voted for Donald Trump or people like myself who didn't believe that the incident with George Floyd was a race issue. The same strategy that was applied there is being applied now for different reasons, different purposes. And you know what that does? It allows them... Or it allow, what happens is, for us, we get distracted by what they're telling us. And because we're more reluctant to listen to them, it's easy for us to be deceived by what's true and what's not true. Because it's human nature to seek a belonging. We want to feel like we belong somewhere. And so I don't blame people for listening to these conservatives. I still listen to them because I want to hear what they're saying. But as I mentioned the monologue, just because they claim conservatism doesn't mean they're not going to be wrong. It doesn't mean that they're going to be infallible. Because guess what? They're human. The media outlets and organizations on the conservative end, they're run by humans. And humans are flawed human beings, just like the left. Maybe it's not as prevalent right now, but I'm starting to see some similarities. As I mentioned, the, not just the election audit, but the borders for crying out loud. The only group I've seen anybody, anybody cover this is from the independent media. And I, again, I'm going to go ahead and get praise Ivory Hecker. If I won in a millionth chance, chance she sees this or hears this, thank you. For going down to the border and actually exploring what's going on and telling the truth that the border situation has not improved. But if you would have listened to Fox News, Daily Caller, or Newsmax even, any conservatives out there from that world, they're not covering those stories right now. And you would think they would. They care so much about the Ukrainian sovereignty, but do they not care about our sovereignty, and that's my other point that I mentioned in the monologue, is that they only seem to care after the fact, when it's too late. Congratulations, you came around to it, but it's too late now. I don't know what took you so long, whether it was greed and maybe there's some dark money behind the scenes that makes y'all uh, lose track and focus on what your job is supposed to be, a.k.a represent the truth or maybe you're that gullible or you're just cowards sorry coward is a strong word but that's the only those are the only explanations I see and the gullibleness I will say is you know that def that expression doing something repeatedly and expecting a different result after it's failed is the, is insanity. Maybe, just maybe, that gullibleness 
is them giving them given the left wing media benefit of the doubt when they've already broken their trust so many times the last 10 years for crying out loud. Their gullibleness has made them insane as a result. Maybe that's the case. Or maybe greed. Because I'm going to refer to my healthcare statement with uh, Between the Liars show, which, by the way, I did a crossover again with the Between the Liars. We talked about universal healthcare, so be, be sure to check that out. The audio version is out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also it's on YouTube, on the Between the Liars YouTube channel. But I mentioned this towards the end of that episode, that there's no money to be made from people being healthy in the healthcare system. There's no money to be made from preventable health care. I can say the same thing when it comes to the news. There's no money to be made when there's not a crisis. Think about it. When there's a crisis, or you keep telling people there's a crisis, people are going to be more glued to what you have to say, which means more listenership, more followers, more viewership, more money. Greed could be a factor into this. I don't know. This is just speculations. I don't have direct evidence to support my claims right now. But I'm allowed to speculate, and my goodness, these actions don't seem to indicate you really are for the working class. Just saying. Actions do speak louder than words. If your actions don't tell me that you actually care by exploring these stories that we're concerned about conservative. And you only seem to care about our concerns after the fact, the aftermath. Then I am going to conclude you don't really care. And I'm not going to indict the people who are in that world, right? Because I don't think that's fair necessarily. Maybe they don't realize their own failures, their own hypocrisy in all of this. Give them benefit of the doubt. You can be in a world of something, but you don't necessarily have to partake in it. Like as a Christian, I live in this world, but I'm not part of the world. That mindset. So maybe for these people that are working for these conservatives, maybe that's the situation with them. They work there. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it reflects their values. And I'm not going to sit here and say, quit your job, because I don't know your situation financially. Maybe consider looking for a job and start looking for a new job, I would say. Have a plan, obviously. If you think what they're doing is going against what you believe in. Do it. Or at least confront your boss. Confront them and ask them, how come we're not covering these stories? If we cover these stories, maybe we could prevent... A situation like Joe Biden being in power. I don't know if Joe Biden would be president right now if we actually investigated more and covered more of these election audits 
and the election fraud allegations. I don't know. I guess we'll never know at this point. Or maybe years before we find out. I don't know. But in order to prevent situations like this, people have to play offense. We can't play defense all the time. And maybe conservatives are just stupid. Maybe that's what it is. I'll add another factor. They're just dumb and don't realize that playing offense is somehow is sometimes necessary to prevent disasters like the Biden administration. The disaster that will come from this $1.5 trillion bloated package. If you played some offense, maybe this wouldn't have passed. Just putting it out there. And it boggles my mind that these conservatives have the audacity to question Congress members like Marjorie Taylor Greene for voting nay on this bloated package. You realize who's going to be paying for that? You guys are going to be fine because you make more money than people like me. You guys make way more money than me. The working class. That's who it's going to affect. You don't think we're experiencing inflation because of the ridiculous amount of spending despite Joe Biden's and Nancy Pelosi's denial? You don't think this is a bad idea? You're not going to challenge the fact they spent and used a crisis to pass an agenda? Are you that brazen about this? Are you that ignorant? Are you that gullible? Are you that greedy? I don't know. What's the matter with you? It drives me insane. I'm going to calm down. (laughs) All right, but... The point I'm making, really the whole point, is that you cannot say with a good conscience this is all on Biden voters what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing right now is the burden of these conservatives as well. You failed us. When we needed you the most, you disappeared. And now you come back out of the shadows after the fact that we're experiencing this. Really? You claim to be for the people? Conservative? I thought that's what conservatives are supposed to be. You're supposed to be for the people. Guns, right? Go to war. Tough American. Don't tread on me. When it's convenient. That's what I'm seeing right now. Those values and principles that they claim to believe in is only applicable when it's convenient. And God forbid you go against the narrative this is all on Russia and Ukraine. And God forbid you say not a single cent you go to Ukraine right now given their current status of their government, which is corrupt. Yes, it's corrupt. God forbid you talk about the election audits. God forbid you question the integrity of the election. God forbid you question the legitimacy of Biden's presidency. 
You guys are awfully silent about those issues. Not a single word, especially when it comes to the Ukrainian government being corrupt. And now $14 billion is going to Ukraine. A government that has teamed up with neo-Nazis, and they got questioned the other day, the administration, can you guarantee us that that money is not going to go to neo-Nazis? They couldn't confirm it, which means, guess what? It's going to neo-Nazis. They're working with the Ukrainian government. And again, I mentioned this last week. You can make the argument, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They are being invaded. I get that. At the same time, though, put your money where your mouth is. If he claims to be against racism, Nazism, and everything like that, then why the hell would you even send a dime, a penny, to that government? We all know it's corrupt. It's not a secret. But you're going to go ahead and use that situation to go ahead and pass your agenda. This $1.5 trillion package. I can't wait to experience more inflation. Excuse me, stagflation. Because our economy is actually shrinking despite the fact that our prices are increasing. So we're actually experiencing stagflation in case you didn't notice. Didn't hear about that. Which, again, hey, conservatives. By the way, we're experiencing stagflation now. I'm glad you're talking about it. I'm glad you're mentioning this. Thanks for the help. After the fact... Thanks for the high gas prices after the fact. Thank you for caring about that suddenly. They're going to really tell me this is all on Biden voters. You really think I'm that stupid. And to my audience out there, don't be stupid. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just saying don't be stupid. Don't fall for it. They want you to get your attention off somewhere else. They're just as responsible for the problems we're experiencing right now. That's just the God's honest truth. So what can you do about it? Well, first and foremost, to the voter base, which is my audience, basically, listen. As I mentioned in the monologue, just because they claim conservatism does not mean they have your best interests at heart. It's true. They're fallible. Keep that in mind as well. They're fallible. Human nature does kick in. Maybe they don't like to be pressured. Maybe there's only so much criticism they can take that eventually they're going to decide to fall back in line, but don't be afraid to question them either. And don't be afraid to tune them out. This is still America. You don't have to listen to them just because they claim conservatism. You could still question them. You can just tune them out and call them out as well. Hold them accountable. If you want to get their attention, just tune them out. The less money they have, because the money comes from you listening into them or watching what they have to say, and less of that occurs, the less money comes in and more attention they'll probably uh, give to the situation. I don't know. But don't worry about the fact that if they tell you your thoughts are unacceptable, whatever. And granted, I don't think I've heard any real conservatives 
out there saying, well, take it back, uh, January 6th. <laughs> and the situation with Russia and Ukraine, God forbid you can't uh, potentially hint of siding with Russia or say Ukraine is corrupt. God forbid you say those things. And they're going to tell you those, those are thoughts you're not allowed to have. You don't have to worry about them. Remember, at the end of the day, God's the only constant in all of this. He is. God is perfect and he will always find a way to bring the truth out. No matter how hard the corrupt heart tries to hide it and bury it in a gravestone. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break to close things out. And now to take a short break from the show to keep my promise and bring in awareness to the situation in Afghanistan where we have about 9,000 American citizens who were left behind as a result of the disastrous withdrawal efforts by the Biden administration last year. The elite globalist leaders, the media, and big tech may have forgotten about them and would rather focus on other manners, but the reality is we have Americans who are in harm's way because nobody wants to hold our leaders accountable. It's just too inconvenient for them. So, this is a special shout out to the families and friends who have someone they know and love stuck in that country and also to the very ones who are stuck there. You are not forgotten. And I'll keep mentioning you until there is a report, there is a concentrated effort to bring you home and every single one of you comes back to American soil. Please, if you fall into one of these categories, either you're the family friend that knows someone that's there and you Want to, want to let me know how we can better help you out, please reach out. Or if you're that person that just so happens to be stuck there and you're happy to be listening to this episode, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me through my personal account on Instagram at Kenjin296. I repeat, Kenjin296. Spell the word engine. Put the letter K in front of the word engine. Then you get Kenjin, one word, 296. Please, you're not forgotten. Uh, to my audience out there, don't forget to pray. Let's pray for their safety and their return home. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was thought-provoking, as usual. That's the whole point of these hot seat editions. With that said, folks, I will be signing out for today, but I will see you again for this weekend review. Be sure to tune in for that. And I want to thank my audience for supporting me. My audience has gotten a lot bigger in the last month, so I definitely appreciate you giving me your time to listen to what I have to say, whether you think I'm a fool or whether you think I'm smart. Or I'm just, eh, whatever. (laughs) With that said, folks, until Friday, God bless.